could be in Westerly for the rest of my days, but I still will not be like an official, what do you call it, Wester Westerlian? Yeah. Westerlian, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. All right. All right, welcome to another episode of Expand Your Brand. On today's episode, I welcome on Carly Callahan. She's the Executive Director of United Theater. How's it going? Uh, very good. Yeah. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming on. Yeah, we're yeah. super excited to have you on. Obviously, United is uh, a, like the bright light you yeah. see it right in downtown. And <laughs> Literally, so, the marquee yeah. that's blazing yeah, on the, the street. Yeah, the yeah. marquee blazing on the street. And uh, we want to know, I know this has been your first year. How has been yeah. the first year at United going It's for been you? fantastic. You know, it's like one of those things that when you're in it, it feels like you've been in it forever. But then when I look back a year, I'm like, how did a year go by? <laughs> but there's such a comfort. And as we get, especially to this time of the year, knowing like, okay, I know what the holiday lights parade is. I know what the stroll is, you know, starting to get into yeah. the rhythm of Westerly a little bit. And the, you know, the great challenge with Westerly is that there's so much going on that it takes like an entire year to try to acclimate and get my feet wet. But what I've learned, of course, and I'm sure you guys can attest to is I could be in Westerly for the rest of my days. But I still will not be like an official. What do you call it, Wester? Westerlian. Yeah, yeah. Westerlian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's a privilege to be in this role, and I, I lean on this quote, uh, this Einstein quote, that uh, coincidence is God's way of being discreet. And I feel like you know, whomever had the power to kind of put me in this role at this time in my life. I am so indebted to because every day I wake up and say, what an opportunity, what serendipity. Like it's, a, it's an amazing place to be. This, this town is amazing. The people around me are amazing. My team is amazing. So I couldn't be more grateful. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you here yeah. and Thank welcome you. to Wesley, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll find out how, how fun it is around here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm sure you know more events than I do that's going around town because more things pop up than I. I was like, I don't know that. Existed. You can't keep yeah. up with it. No. no. Yeah. You really can't. It's yeah. like in the beginning, I was like, it always is the case when you're new, you're like trying to do every single thing. Right. And then, I don't know, three months in or so, I said, okay, I'm going to miss stuff. <laughs> and I do, I even miss stuff at the United sometimes. Yeah. And, um, but it's a, beautiful and wonderful problem to have yeah truly absolutely absolutely yeah. one time i was driving downtown it was like sunday fun day i was like i didn't know they started this yeah and i started in november of last year and one of the huge pieces of misrepresentation about the role was everyone said okay come on november 1st is going to come it's going to be crazy it's going to be a sprint to the holidays and then come january february it'll be like tumbleweeds down canal street <laughs> yeah and they were so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had like the Walkmen come in and we had these huge concerts last uh, winter into spring and it would be like a Monday night and there wouldn't be parking oh in like God. February. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, it was false advertising. <laughs> but this year I'm determined. Yeah. I'm like top of January. It's going to be. I got it. So help me God. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, to go off the community, have you ever... Like, what do you think makes Westerly, the community, so special in your year that you've seen? You so know, far? I, to like go on a little side trip for a second, That's fine. I have a background as a producer and also a performer. Okay. And I was a performer in musical theater professionally, kind of back and forth growing up and then in my 20s and everything else. And I, um, because I was a performer, I had the opportunity to go on the road in what's called the bus and truck tour for the national tour of Victor Victoria. 
And bus and truck means that you're not in this like big glitzy equity tour where you're going to Boston for four weeks and Chicago for five weeks. I was in like the low rent version of that and was literally in a bus and we had a bunch of trucks that carried the set and went to all of these little towns all around the country and Canada. And in that period of time, which was just over a year, I got to see so many communities that had a westerly at one point and their story ended in a different way. Yeah. Like it would be the theater that was usually hanging on for its life and then around it a lot of boarded storefronts and then satellite areas where there was a Chili's and a Walmart and like a Motel 6 or whatever it was. Yeah. And that was it. Oh wow. And and it was so sad. It was like a privilege to see it. But it was also heartbreaking to see over and over and over again how towns and communities hadn't been sustained and that their kind of unique identity just crumbled. Right. Yeah. Just like the, the architecture was crumbling. And on this tour, we had our crew that traveled with us from show to show, but hair and wardrobe were always um, local people who yeah. were hired. And I used to ask them, like, you know, what makes Alto, New Mexico special? What makes this place? Jackson, Mississippi. Because, you know, to me, one of the beauty and, and, and kind of treasures of being a human is being able to journey through place right. and mm -hmm. places. And the power of place and the identity of place is so critical in our own story and the story of others. So through this process, I kind of began this deeper appreciation of and yearning for communities that were really rooted in their history and in place. So to like answer your question, mm -hmm. Westerly I think is unique and that the power of place and the identification with its history and the granite and the ships and the immigration and everything else is so clearly a part of its identity but at the same time, it's also a community that's looking forward. Yeah, so it's yeah. able to like hold in the same space, this very kind of entrepreneurial, creative, forward thinking spirit, yep. but also be reverent and cherish the stories of how this community got to be here in the first place. Yeah. So, and I don't, you know, there's like, I can't think of other communities that do that so beautifully. A lot can kind of look forward Yeah. or just kind of, look back yeah. we were in Essex Connecticut for a while and we love Essex and that's a community that cherishes its look backness mm -hmm. yep. my um my family I have family outside of Atlanta in this town called Johns Creek that's a look forwardness it's yeah. like everyone is you know like what's around the next corner right. so the fact that Westerly can have both of those things and has both of those things I think is really cool yeah it definitely gives the balance of yeah of how life is yeah. now you know? yeah absolutely I, I think it's definitely started to like blossom even more too recently yeah. it's right. pretty interesting that you say that because it is such rich so rich in history but recently and looking forward to the future it just continues to get brighter and brighter i agree and it seems like you know of course i'm talking my book all day every day but when i when i say this i really mean it it seems like there's a critical mass that has been reached where people that aren't related and haven't like necessarily been privy to the development of the community, they come in and they identify the opportunity and they're like just jumping right in. Right, and in right. the cultural space in particular, um, one of the bright lights of this past year was when I learned that the Skulkos were opening a Museum of American Impressionism that's in Avondale, 
uh, right across from the cooked oh, goose. There okay. used to be a rehab center there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's being reimagined and is going to be this incredible museum of American Impressionist wow. art. And when I heard about this, it was like, I, I didn't know anything about yeah, it, which yeah. is like there the you... best news in the world. Right, because yeah. like what else, you know, who else is out there, not necessarily thinking as big and as brave as what they're doing, yeah. but like thinking about how they can kind of implant their own ideas and creativity mm -hmm. into this community. So yeah. I, I think it's really cool. That is really cool. Well, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that was, that was news yeah. for me right there. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently next fall, I think, okay. is, is the is the timeline. Interesting. So yeah. it's going to be really cool. Yeah, that would be great. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Your background, you just touched upon it a little yeah. bit. You traveled, you performed, you're a I producer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where did you perform? You were in Broadway? Like, what? So I, I wasn't, I, pr I produced on Broadway, didn't perform on yeah, Broadway. Yeah. I, I, in my performing life, um, I was bouncing kind of back and forth between the business and the performing side. And on the performing side professionally, yeah. I was on this national tour. I was over in Scotland at the Fringe Festival for a little while. I did a bunch of uh, rep stuff in a place called Cortland, New York, Cortland Rep. Yeah. And, um, and so I was like, you know, good enough, I guess, to yeah. be a, a working actor, singer, actor, yeah. um, but not like at the Broadway level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and sometimes people conflate my professional life as a producer with my performing life. And I always feel embarrassed because I definitely was not performing on Broadway, but I, I was a professional and am in some ways a professional performer still. I, I do still kind of jump over sometimes and do concerts and stuff like that just to kind of keep that that part of me going and I actually think as a person who is in the business of the arts having those experiences make me so much better at my job yep. because I can empathize right. with the performers and it's a heck of a lot more exciting to be able to you know know what it is to be that life and have that life and and, yeah. and hopefully create an environment that's good for our artists and not only like our our grown-up artists yeah. but our little artists in the music school that are imagining you know how they might find a path whether it's mm -hmm. you know just for fun or professionally in the arts so so I jumped back and forth um but my like job jobs have been in the business side of Broadway particularly on the um advertising and marketing side I was with a firm called Sereno Coin which was a major and is a major player yeah. in the advertising of Broadway um and then as a producer I was most recently managing director of a company called Seaview which is a Broadway, West End, off-Broadway producing company that over the course of the pandemic entered into a joint venture with Sony and oh, wow. subsequently launched a film and television vertical as well. Oh, wow. So it was like this very, you know, high-powered and intense yeah. job that was fantastic, but I was really, you know, in a world that had to jump from project to project to project, mm -hmm. and, and you couldn't really... Um, implant yourself in any one thing because you yeah. have to be thinking three, five, seven. So when this happened to come to my attention, I was like, oh, wait a minute. What does my life look like if I just focus on one thing yeah. for a little while? Yeah. And um, so here I am. So far, it's for no. So far, it's for <laughs> like no. Like you right? want it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I agree. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's, it's, you never know when you make these kinds of leaps. Yeah. But, um, a lot fell into place in this move and in this transition and we found a great house in town which was frankly one of the
the hardest parts of yeah. it. Yeah, I can imagine. Here, yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, I have two kids. Uh, my husband and I have uh, two girls, Kate and Caroline, who are 15 and 17. And that's a hard time to move. Yeah. You know, and, and they came up here and we were kind of like crossing fingers and toes. <laughs> and, and they really took to it and, um, and, and loved their life up here. And my husband is a professor of finance up at Providence College. Oh, nice. Awesome. So yeah. that was a hell of a commute that we were in Madison, Connecticut. I was yeah. going to New York. He was going to Providence. Yep. That was kind of miserable, and yeah. now we're up here, and it just feels like it's a much kind of healthier, sustainable type of life. Yeah. yeah. So. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome to Vintage Cigar Lounge, the place where you escape to, not from. The place where your cigar options are limitless. A place where friends come together and bond over the finest cigars and drinks. A place where your selected few can retreat to and enjoy premium cigars, great conversation, and your liquor of choice within the privacy of our private rooms. Looking for a place to escape to? Our doors are always open. Did you grow up in, in like at a young age in the arts yeah. industry? I, and where does like your drive and inspiration and motivation for it come from? Yeah, I was like such a stereotype okay. when I was eight. <laughs> my um, parents took me to see Annie. Yep. <laughs> and you know, it's just like I just roll my eyes at it because it's it's I was that kid. Yeah. You know that would get up at like my parents dinner parties or something and, and belt out tomorrow to like anyone who <laughs> cared to listen, listen. they didn't yeah, care yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. stunk to be them. But I, you know, so I, but I quickly, like I would go to a Broadway show and as a kid and I would sit in that audience and like, I remember, you know, not being able to breathe and like, oh my gosh, this is so incredible. And then when I got up on stage, I just was that person who, and even now, like being on stage and performing is when I feel most me, yeah. you know? Yeah. I feel like it is when I am my most authentic, I am my most present, I am my happiest. It's just, it, it's like a blessing and a curse. Right. I was <laughs> blessed enough that I could do it decently enough that I kept on doing it more and more. Um, but what clicked for me in, in, in response to your question about the drive part of it is that as I kind of aged through the system, it occurred to me that for people like me who need to get up there and do the thing and need to provide an audience an opportunity to see the thing. Yeah. Someone has to make it happen. And so I kind of naturally started to put two and two together and realized that I was enhancing both sides of me mm -hmm. by producing, you know, finding these opportunities and the ideas and bringing them to life and then being on the other side of it as well. Awesome. And it's like, it's the kind of thing, the arts, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be in the arts, but if you have any inclination to do anything other than be in the arts professionally, by all means go do it, yeah. right? Because it's yeah. really not an easy life at all. And yeah. I think that people in the arts, myself included, we kind of have to make it up as we go along, mm -hmm. you know, to try yeah. to make a career out of <laughs> right. it. Yeah. yeah. What's it like to bring that arts background to United and to it's be able great. to, is it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's because, you know, First of all, the United is such an outlier yeah. in terms mm -hmm. of the type of facility it is. When I was interviewing for the job and I was trying to research 
you know, what the lookalike organizations are, the answer is there's really not a lot of them mm -hmm. because, as you probably know, we're a three-screen first-run movie theater. Yeah. We have an art gallery. We have a black box that has a capacity of just over 600 people. Right. Within that black box, we can do proscenium, which is kind of a traditional configuration in the theater. We can do in the round. We can do standing shows. You know, we brought in the um, Fringe PVD this past summer, and we had this woman hanging from what are called silks, Jeez. which are like um, aerialist things, yeah. like singing opera in the middle of the black box. Oh my, so yeah, we, wow. You know, we've got that. We have an art gallery, which is also a live event space. We have this hallway that's kind of a gallery space of its own, and then we have this music school that's run in conjunction with the RI Phil mm -hmm. um, that services over 360 kids a week. So because of that, there's a million ways, not a million, but a lot of ways that people in our community are able to intersect with the arts. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so exciting. Broadway, you know, you produce the thing and yeah. part of the challenge is identifying, well, who, what is the market segment? Yeah. for potential audience yeah and everything has a different one and then you go after like a dog with a bone that particular segment with the <laughs> yeah. with the united i mean if you like comedy great classical great opera great dance you know spoken word um you know uh, concerts and concerts it's rock it's reggae we just had daka baraka which is this amazing ukrainian brand uh, band so we have so many things and it's really exciting because post-pandemic when you see people come back into space together, mm -hmm. there is such a profound relief that I see. Yeah. Like people just, we need to be with one another. Right, yeah, right. And so the United, because we have so many ways of bringing people in, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, holding up and dangling the <laughs> yeah, carrot, yeah, but we yeah. have like <laughs> 80 different types of carrots. And seeing them come in, it just, it it's really, really satisfying to see the, Joy is the wrong word, but to see people have an emotional reaction to being in space together with other people around art in whatever form that takes That's or entertainment. So it's it's really uh, it's so right place, right time. I can't even stress that enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, all different categories. For yeah, everyone. It's not like just a focus on like just musicals or anything. Right. You can do comedy. Right. Or, yeah. Right. It's great. Right. And it's like if we don't have what people are looking for. Yeah. Let me know. Right. And we'll do it. Yeah. You know. So it's it it really feels good, and I think um, the ability of the United because of the physicality of the space to activate what we're presenting in a way that's unconventional is critical and what that means is that like for the Taylor Swift for the Eras tour movie yeah. we obviously screened the movie yeah. but the gallery became like this Eras tour art installation thing That's where we had the really cool photo moment and then we had I think 300 to 400 sticky notes that were written by fans that came in that kind of papered the entire one side yeah. of the gallery wall and we had friendship bracelet making and we had like a tarot card reader and and it was like it so i think bringing people in and activating audience in creative ways is critical to continue to bring us into space together like it's not going to be enough to just go to a movie or even just go to a show right yeah. like you have to have more and so the fact that we have the physical spaces to be able to play with that is really great that's awesome yeah that's very yeah. interesting you mentioned how everything just comes together. I feel like that's a, like a common theme with our guests. Yeah, they right. always when we talk about their career and how they unfold. Yeah. Throughout life, I feel like they always mention that it just kind of happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like organically, so it's cool. It's cool to see how 
the United brought you here yeah. and everything kind of unfolded that way. Um, what can you share any future endeavors that the United has coming yeah. up? Yeah. Um, yeah. We, um, so we have, we have so much in the works. We're really going to lead into this United table program. Mm -hmm. You know, the culinary scene around here is incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, we are really looking to pair food and film and like food and talks That's cool. um, we have yeah. our, our partners eating with the ecosystem i don't know if you've sat down with them they're really cool no they do a lot of work in terms of um, aquaculture sustainability oh. and um, they came to our space and they did a talk in our main cinema about a way of a japanese way of processing fish oh, wow. which is more humane Wow. And the way that the fish are killed, which sounds like who would come to that? This thing like sold out and people were texting me, can I get in, can I get in? <laughs> and then in the gallery, we had a tasting of the fluke that was killed with this way of yeah. processing versus not, I mean, like crazy stuff like that. Right. But that, that was the beginning of this bigger United Table concept, which is kind of the more ecologically, environmentally conscious stuff, but also just the fun stuff. Last yeah. night we had food and film where we were, um, we screened a documentary called The Search for General So, and it was like about General Sao So chicken yeah 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 so yeah yeah tomato but it was it was a fantastic little documentary about it was really about the chinese american experience and yeah. how food and in particular chinese cuisine in this particular dish wow. is emblematic of yeah. kind of the americanization of That's the culture and everything else um so we're going to be doing a lot more of that we are going to be doing um i'll probably get in trouble for saying this publicly but we're going to be doing a soupy fest oh oh boy wow. yeah i know so that's this a, could be my yeah, last yeah, like yeah. recorded yeah. <laughs> you get a be, lot of competition yeah, all over the place but too. soupy <laughs> like i've been obsessed with it since coming up here yeah. and oh, yeah. um and i originally like as a new person does, I was listening a lot, and people, it was like, soupy this, soupy that. Yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, and I think I said to my husband, I was like, people are really into soup. And, really, and then it, it became well, soupy season. Yeah, 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 yeah. And someone on my team was like, yeah, they hang, you know, the soupies hung in the basement. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> you, you know, so I, I had to get to the point where I asked, and then I was introduced to soupy, and I think that is such an awesome example of how this community is so damn interesting yeah. and like how people embrace these traditions and you know who's going to the basement thing and like yeah. who's <laughs> witnessing the making of the soupy you know? yeah yeah <laughs> so are you want to be part of soupy fest uh, we haven't made it in a little while but i could see i yeah, can yeah, yeah. talk to my family and see what they want to do but like, we're, it's, it's gonna be good yeah yeah i'll have to talk to we're them. gonna yeah. do like tastings and we're gonna get some pretty high, high profile chefs to talk about right. you know That's soupy great. dishes and whatever um so anyway, so United Table is going to be a thing. We're continuing our partnership with Mystic Aquarium. Last March, we did the um, March of the Penguins, That's awesome. which is we brought attention to the plight of the African penguins as yeah. an endangered species. And we did fun stuff like had 20 penguins show up kind of overnight on the streets <laughs> between here and Mystic. These like three foot high penguins that were fabricated by a guy at the Velvet Mill, yeah. painted by kids in the Westerly and Stonington awesome. schools. That's cool. 
and then of course one of them was stolen. I don't know if you heard about it. <laughs> nah. It became the story on the um, News Channel 10 oh, out of Providence, God. and it was this purloined penguin. Anyway, it was a lot of fun, um, but we did a lot of things for that month, including bringing the penguins to the United, mm -hmm. and we had a Penguin Palooza Day and everything That's else. Awesome. So we'll be doing another um, soon-to-be-announced project with them. More educational initiatives this year, for sure. A lot more summer programming. We're working right now on a guide that's going to go to print at the end of this month and then drop in January, really with a pretty comprehensive catalog of summer programming for kids yeah, in all so. parts of the arts. So that's going to be... Um, that's going to be fantastic. And then, you know, Tony Noons, our artistic director, is really hitting the ball out of the park in terms of ever-widening reach of the type of performances, live performances that we're bringing in. Mm -hmm. So it'll be more world music, more comedy, more author talks. Um, what else? You know, our continuing partnerships with Ballet R.I., uh, with uh, Salt Marsh Opera. We're working now with Trinity Rep, the O'Neill, down in New London. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all over yeah. the place. Yeah, that's but that's crazy. the that's, that's awesome. the intention. You know, when you see our calendar, yeah, it's like the you know I brought one, of course. But the idea here is that you know every day there's something that is going on that yeah. is. So if you don't like one day, like point somewhere else in the calendar. Right, right. Yeah, find yeah, something yeah. That you like that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's it like been it like to like partner with these other businesses in the area, like and working closely with them, and how has it been to get them to come in do like no the fluke obviously yeah Japanese or like the soupy fest how has it been like getting people involved with that as well it's been really good yeah. because I mean you guys know this with the work that you're doing essentially every business or organization is looking to tell their story right mm -hmm. right and yeah. you know through yeah. something like this podcast that you know telling the story is is so critical and right. it seems so obvious but figuring out how to do that and where to do that and what the delivery mechanism of it yeah is yeah. is it's challenging yeah. so what we're trying to say to the community whether it's a business or another nonprofit is like we are here to tell your story or even individuals right. you know it's yeah. like it's and there's so many of those kind of stakeholders in our community and i i think that um, the reaction is indicative of everyone's kind of sincere desire to cherish and nurture what we have as a community generally yep. yeah and make sure that these stories are told so that we yeah. can continue to grow right right yeah i think it's important to like i don't think a lot of our businesses i don't think a lot of people get to know the business owners behind yeah like who yeah. runs the businesses like we were talking about brian before yeah and like his story and like how he got into yep. owning perks and everything it was yep. just very interesting and then like hearing from like other people that we're going to have on like on like stick the owners of stick and fence that they would come on but their story is very interesting yep. too of like how they started opening up a, like a coffee shop and how they met and everything yeah what the like the what her husband does and like it's very they're very interesting people so it's kind of cool to like get to know the people that run these great businesses that we all frequent to yeah. on a weekly or a daily yeah. basis you know depending on coffee or anything so it's awesome to, no it it's is. great that you guys are telling the story too yeah it's important to get everyone out there absolutely and i think it validates all of our kind of gut instinct You're right, like yeah. this is something this is an area that is worth us all kind of investing all of ourselves in right yeah right yeah, yeah exactly um all right enough with work what do you like to do outside <laughs> of work yeah. Yeah, yeah um you know up here it's been such a pleasure to just live here because yep. it is yeah. so beautiful. I am um, my grandfather on my dad's side 
ran a fish market in Torrington, Connecticut. So I've had seafood in my life, like from I was this big. Mm -hmm. And one of the pieces of that is that I rediscovered with my kids clamming. Oh, so awesome. we yeah. clammed this summer. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, we have a long ways to go in our clamming, um, <laughs> you know, like yield. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that we started, uh, we joined Paddle Surf RI and awesome. we did um, surf lessons. Oh. And that was, you know, the girls, my daughters were good. I was, I mean, these instructors should get like a gold star because, you know, they're so awesome because they push you into that wave. Right. And like that wave is taking you. And I would get up and I'd kind of like hover for, I mean, not even a full second and then collapse. But I loved that. Uh, and we bought a boat, um, and we are going to be doing some fishing and stuff. And, awesome. and, um, but like my day to day here in Westerly, honestly, one of my favorite parts is we have a dog and I'm right near Wilcox park mm-hmm. and in the morning, pretty much without fail, one of us is going through the park and I use the Y a lot. That's fantastic. Yeah. But like that park is so beautiful. Is magic. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I feel like it's so underutilized. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But it's like. I cannot get over it. Yeah. Like, it is just beautiful. Yeah, when you go in there, it is, like, a different world. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, so that's been great. And then we bought this house that was built in 1840. So it needs, uh, it's a beautiful home, but it's as a house of that vintage would suggest, like, needs stuff. And it's been a real pleasure to kind of dig into that and try to... And it feels like it's somewhat of a parallel to the work I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, we're fixing it up and the idea is that for another 200 years, the thing will keep going long past us. And I guess, you know, it's like, that's what I want for my work life too. Right. You know? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. One last question. Sure. Uh, What's your favorite Broadway musical? Okay, so this is, here's the thing. I, uh, when I, I went to Brown and when I got out of Brown, my first job was being a production associate which is like the lowest on the food chain for Lion King. Okay. And oh, so okay. I was um when I when I got the initial call inviting me to join this team, which makes me sound fancy yeah. and I was not. I mean, to, t- <laughs> to be clear, I was like getting people like waters and coffees like on a good day. Yeah. But um I so I was, you know, I was a college kid that kind of thought, "Oh, you know, Disney." Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I thought I was so wearing all black so cool and everything and so I turned up my nose a little bit and but I said well this is probably a good opportunity and I went to the first day of rehearsals for um, Lion King for the original cast in New York and C.B. Beloka I don't know if you know the show at all but she she's the one who kind of chants those opening lines of the musical and Le Boheme who did the music and the chorus who was all in from South Africa started to sing and I was like oh my god this is uh, I'm witnessing something that yeah, is yeah. truly historic, and so I was very lucky to be able to work on that show. We took it out to Minneapolis for its pre- pre-Broadway run and took it back to New York, and uh, to see that in development, like that's my favorite show. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's I'll never be in it. Clear, <laughs> but I, I, I do. It's like it's it was, I, it's a marvel. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to see great. it. I'm not. I have. I've, I've seen Wicked on broadway yeah yeah did you like it it was cool it was interesting yeah yeah i never that was like my first musical experience outside of like uh the scrooge one whatever yeah yeah um i haven't really got into it but lion king is my all-time favorite movie so yeah yeah that makes yeah 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 there's a lot of crossover there's a lot of crossover yeah but no i haven't dove into the 
whole Broadway scene. Where there's yet, still time in PPAC, they're doing a lot of cool stuff up there. I know. I'm gonna. So have you can to. go to Providence. They're bringing Shucked up there, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Moulin Rouge is there, like in a couple weeks. That's a good one. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, if you ever need tips, you let yeah, me know. I yeah, I gotta yeah, check it out yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. expand my brand outside yeah. <laughs> of everything. Um, well, Carla, this has been awesome. Thank you. Great, great to know you. And, great you know, to know you and guys. Welcome, welcome to Westerly. Thank yeah. you yeah, so yeah. much. Welcome. I appreciate you having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah thank course. you. Thank you so All much. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.